The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 37 The Amazon Penthesilia led Paris downstairs into the back of the saloon. They entered into the kitchen. To Paris's surprise, the kitchen was large. It had wood-burning ovens and coal-burning stoves. There was an oversized work table and racks full of pots and cooking utensils. Everything was cold and covered with dust, except for one of the stoves. It was still warm from the fire that had been in it the night before, and on top of it there was a large pot. Penthesilia took two bowls from a cabinet and a large ladle from near the stove. She served up two bowls of a gray gelatinous substance out of the large pot. Sitting at the dust-covered table, she handed one of the bowls to Paris along with a spoon. Paris looked at the dish suspiciously. Celia? She asked. It's stew from last night, but it's been on the heat all night. I'm sure it's safe. I eat it most mornings. Penthesilia began to eat happily. Paris tried to identify any of the vegetables that were in it, but failed. She tried to find some of the meat, but only found tendrils of what used to be there. She tasted it carefully. It was bland. It lacked salt. It lacked pepper. It was warmish. The only thing that Paris was thankful for is that it didn't smell all that bad. It didn't smell all that good either, but at least it probably wasn't rancid. Paris ate half of what she was given before she gave up. When Penthesilia was done, she took their bowls and sat them on the wash counter. She took the rest of the stew and threw it out the back door. Setting the pot back on the stove, she grabbed a bucket of coal and began to relight it. She turned to a cabinet that seemed to have a few vegetables in it, and she took some out to chop them up. Paris saw they didn't look so good either. Celia, I think I can help here. Why don't you set up the rest of the bar? Let me take care of the stew, Paris said carefully. Can you cook? Yeah, I think I can handle it. All right, go for it, whiskey girl. But give me these. Penthesilea took the bottles out of Paris's pockets. Hey, those are mine. They're still yours, and when you need them, I'll give them back to you. We'll make a deal. Finish the stew, and I'll give you a drink. Okay, okay, just give me some time. Penthesilea left Paris alone in the kitchen. She looked at the vegetables and threw them all out the back door. She found the meat, smelled it, and threw it out too. She peeked through the kitchen into the bar to see Penthesilia sweeping up the floor. Celia, I have to go to the store. I'll be right back. There's no money. Don't worry. This one's on me. Paris went out the back door. Half an hour later, she returned and announced that she was back. Then began her stew. Penthesilia finished sweeping up the dining room and setting up the chairs and tables. After that, she stood at the bar waiting for the first of the customers to come in. When she heard from the kitchen, Okay, stew is done. Paris came out of the kitchen with a bowl of her stew. She set it in front of Penthesilia and handed her a spoon. Penthesilia could smell the difference, and she could swear she smelled fresh bread coming from the kitchen. She tasted it. The stew was wonderful. Fresh chunks of meat, potatoes, carrots. There was some sort of spices. Paris had a bowl of her own, but hers was bright red. She waited for Penthesilia to take a bite of hers first, before starting on her own. Wow, this is really good. I'm sorry, most of the vegetables are canned. 
If I could get fresh vegetables, it would have been better, but it's the middle of winter. Why is yours so red? I didn't know if you'd like it the way I like it. Would you like to try? Paris slid her bowl closer to Penthesilia. She took her spoon and pulled out some of the red liquid. She smelled it. The smell burned her nostrils a little. She backed up. Whoa, what is in this? Crushed chili peppers and cayenne powder, Paris replied. Why? To know the answer to that, you'd have to taste it. Paris teased. Penthesilia knew she probably shouldn't. She put the spoonful of red liquid into her mouth. She immediately regretted it. Oh! Oh, fuck! Oh, God! Water! Give me some water! Water won't help. Here, try this. Paris ran into the kitchen and then ran back. She had a loaf of bread and a slab of butter. She quickly ripped a piece off, buttered it, and handed it to Penthesilia. Eating the buttered bread, Penthesilia began to calm. Wow, you really eat it like that? On purpose? Penthesilia asked in amazement. Paris took her spoon and began to eat her stew. It didn't affect her at all. Yeah, it's really good this way. Once you get used to it. Well, I don't think it's worth it. Don't serve that to the customers, unless we hate them. Hey, where did you get the bread? I baked it, said Paris. Also, we have a deal, so... Paris took down a glass from the shelves behind the bar. She set it down in front of Penthesilia. You're right. You earned this one. Penthesilia took the open bottle from under the bar. She poured a generous glass of whiskey. Paris drank half of it immediately, then poured half of what was left into her stew. She sipped from it as she finished the bowl and nibbled at the bread. When they were done, Paris took the bowls and drained the last of her whiskey. She went into the kitchen as the first of the customers from the day began to enter. The smell of the stew and the bread was too tempting for the customers coming in from the cold. Each of them ordered a bowl immediately. Penthesilia informed them the stew was free if they bought a drink. So they drank. Paris came back about an hour later. Okay, chicken is ready, she announced. What chicken? asked Penthesilia. It's baked. Do you want to try some? Paris held out a small plate with a drumstick on it. Penthesilia took a bite, then quickly ate the rest of it and set the drumstick back on the plate. She could not hide her smile. And Paris knew she loved it. Paris held out her glass. Penthesilia poured her more whiskey. Paris disappeared into the kitchen with her glass. Hey, could I get some of that chicken? Asked a man at the bar. Chicken is 20 cents, Penthesilia replied. They had never offered chicken in the bar, and Penthesilia had made up the price. It was twice what anyone else would charge for the meal. The man set the money on the bar anyway. She swept it away and then stuck her head in the kitchen for a moment, saw Paris sweeping and cleaning. The kitchen had never looked so good, not since she began working there. Anna, one chicken, please. Chicken, got it, Paris yelled. A few minutes later, she popped out of the kitchen. She had a plate with chicken, potatoes, carrots, and a slice of bread with a slab of butter next to it. Penthesilia pointed to the man who ordered it, and then suddenly the bar went silent. Everyone looked at the plate as Paris slid it in front of him. And then everybody ordered the chicken. Once all the orders were filled and eaten, the customers started to leave. They wobbled a bit. Whether it was because they were stuffed or drunk, it was hard to tell. Penthesilia laughed. Paris came out of the kitchen and took her place at the bar next to her. She was holding two cookies. Cookie? 
Paris offered one to Penthesilia. You baked cookies? Yep, said Paris. Penthesilia took the cookie and bit into it. And as she expected, it was delicious. Paris took her glass and set it on the bar. Penthesilia emptied the last of the open bottle of whiskey into it. Paris drank half the glass immediately and then sipped the rest of it. Well, whiskey girl, you really earned your drinks today. Tell you what, I'll replace the bottle you took down, consider it a gift. It reminds me of that restaurant, the one by the library that closed. They were good. They just disappeared one night. Yeah, uh, that's who taught me how to cook. I've been working there for the last month. Month and a half? It's been closed since midsummer. How could you possibly have been working there? Oh, they moved to my town, back home. Wait, Pollyanna. The cute waitress that all the boys kept trying to get with? That Pollyanna? Yeah, that Pollyanna, Paris said. She drank more of her whiskey. I'm a little dry, she said, holding up her glass. You wouldn't mind if I topped off a little. Go for it, whiskey girl. Penthesilia saw Paris's mood drop like a stone. Paris took one of the bottles from under the bar, one of the ones that were hers. She tore the paper that surrounded the cap and opened it. She filled her cup, then she filled it a little more. She closed the bottle and set it back under the bar. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up a sore spot. No, it's okay. I'm over it. Really. I'm doing great, Paris said, taking a large sip of whiskey. No wonder the boys couldn't catch your eye. She was strange. Not strange enough. Maybe that's why she let it go so far. Maybe she didn't see me as a girl. I guess it was stupid to even try. It's never stupid to try. Love who you want to love. If they love you back, then the world is perfect. If they don't, find someone better. Penthesilia and Paris stared at the door on the other side of the bar. Paris took a step closer to Penthesilia. Not me, you weirdo! She pushed her away. Penthesilia and Paris laughed, then went back to their spots, staring at the door. Paris sipping slowly on her whiskey. Ilone peeked through the doors of the bar, then closed it without entering. Paris looked at Penthesilia, who shrugged. They watched as Ilone once again opened the door, peeked in, and then closed it without entering. On the third try, she caught Penthesilia's eye, and she called out to her. Come in! It's warm in here! There's food! Ilone walked in slowly looking around everywhere as she did. Her clothes were overly fancy, but the edges of them were frayed. The lace was torn on the hem. Some of the stitching on the sleeve was loose. The style was a few years old, but still modern, like a Sunday dress from Sundays long past. Pardon me? This is the Amazon, is it not? Alone asked. Yes, this is it, Penthesilia said as she held out her arms. What is the Amazon? asked Paris. The bar. That's what it's called. The Amazon. There used to be a sign, but, I don't know, it froze, cracked, fell down. I threw it away, Penthesilia explained. I'm sorry to have to ask, and I know there's very little chance, but Thomas, my husband, was here last night, and he seems to have misplaced his wallet? We haven't found any wallets, Penthesilia answered her. Are you sure? It may have been during a fight. He came back last night earlier than he normally would have, and he was bruised. I wouldn't ask, but the money he was carrying was for the rent for our farm. If we don't get it back, I'm not sure how the bank will take that. Somebody beat him up? Paris felt the money in her pocket. 
or what was left of it. She looked at Penthesilia in question. Penthesilia kept a straight face and gave nothing away, refusing to look at Paris. I'm sorry, there was a fight last night, and some of the men were taken out by the sheriff. Perhaps you should ask him if they found anything, Penthesilia said. How much did you lose? asked Paris. Fifteen dollars? Ohlone replied. Paris reached into her pocket and pulled out what she had left. She set it on the bar, counting it. I have ten. Celia, can you lend me five? You're a soft touch, whiskey girl. Keep your money. This is none of our business, Penthesilia insisted. Paris tried to pull her off to the side, whispering, It was me, wasn't it? Shut up! Where's the rest of your money? Penthesilia replied. Where do you think I got the food? I knew there was no way I made that money legitimately, so I thought I'd put it to good use. I bought enough for the whole week. I, can, I considered it penance, Paris whispered. Elone was very slowly trying to step closer so she could hear. And I appreciate it, but that money is ours, and I'm not giving any of it back. Okay, just lend me five dollars. Give me five dollars, and I'll pay you back. I'll work it off. You'll work for me. Yeah, you obviously need real kitchen help. I'll do it. I'll stay the week. Every day. I'll get up early. I'll get the kitchen set up. Cook all the food. And the bar will be ready for you when you get in here. You can sleep in. The month. What? You'll work all month. Okay, just give me the five dollars. It's a deal. Paris held out her hand. Penthesilia walked to the cash register, opened it, and pulled out five dollars. She handed it to Paris. I own you now, whiskey girl. I agree. No problem. Turning from her, Paris walked back to Ohlone and handed over the money. I'm sorry. Here, fifteen dollars. I didn't mean to. I was drunk. I don't even remember it. But I'm sure it was my fault, said Paris. How could it possibly be your fault? I have a tendency to, um, well... She kicked his ass. She beat him all around this bar, and then she took his money. I didn't mean to. I was drunk. I, I don't even remember. I'm so sorry. Here. You're a girl. Eloni looked Paris over. And you beat up my husband? You bet she did. But you're so small. He's so much bigger than you. How did you do that? I am so sorry. My father taught me to fight when I was a kid. He was a boxer. When I get drunk, sometimes I don't remember. I, I swear it won't happen again. Sure it won't, Penthesilia whispered to herself. But how can a girl your size have any chance against a man that big? <laughs> against four men that big, Penthesilia commented. There was four of them? asked Paris. Yeah. How do you think you ended up with $50, not 15 Penthesilia laughed. You beat up four men by yourself? Eloni looked shocked. It's been known to happen, Paris admitted quietly. Can you teach me how? What? I mean, if you can do it, I can do it, right? It would take time, but yeah, I think I could teach you some things. Paris looked back at Penthesilia, who shrugged her shoulders. Celia, could we use the bar? asked Paris. Not when it's open. What about in the morning, before it opens? You still have to work your kitchen duties, 
I could do that. And you have to pay me 25 cents a week rent on the bar. I don't have any money left, Paris replied. Here, Eloni gave Paris a quarter. I'll pay for my lessons. Okay, I'll meet you tomorrow morning. Five o'clock, okay with you? I'll be here. Eloni turned and walked from the bar. Paris walked back to Penthesilia, still standing behind the register. She handed her the quarter. Twenty-five cents for the week. I have a student. Paris smiled at Penthesilia. And your flat broke. Where are you planning to sleep tonight? Oh, shit. Paris hung her head for a second. She walked back around the bar and took her glass of whiskey. She drank down what was left in it, then reached under the bar to grab her bottle. But before she could pour, Penthesilia took the bottle from her. Damn it, whiskey girl! The answer to all your problems is not in that bottle. They're my bottles. It's my whiskey. I'll drink if I want. Not anymore. The bar is buying them back from you. Penthesilia took the bottles and put them back on the shelf. She went to the cash register, pulled out 75 cents. She handed it to Paris. As long as you work here, you can drink for free. But only if I give it to you. You never take a bottle or a glass for yourself without my permission. Do you understand? I understand. And you're coming back to my room with me tonight. You can sleep on the floor again. No funny stuff. I promise I will be on my best behavior. That's what I'm afraid of, Penthesilia teased, as new customers began to enter the bar. Okay, whiskey girl, back to the kitchen. Yes, my queen. Paris laughed as she opened the door and disappeared into the other room. Penthesilia looked down at the glass still on the bar, Paris's glass. She wondered about the strange girl. She wondered if any of this was a good idea. Maybe she should just throw her out into the street. Maybe she should just tell her to go home. But the wind was picking up and the snow was coming down harder. She knew everybody in Denver was in Denver for the rest of the season. There was nowhere else to go. At least this season, they'd eat well. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. Performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at Helen of the Iron Horse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.